Sunday, to know that he is not here, he is risen from the dead. Let's read that in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 6, and then we'll also read Romans 8 and 11, Matthew 28 and 6, Romans 8 and 11, and then 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, verse, verses 15 through 17. Matthew 28, 6. Y'all pray for me this morning. I, uh, I just fall apart when my kids aren't here. So, But uh, no, but Gabe's doing a good job back there. But then uh, I've got a little bit of allergies working on me. The devil's done everything he can to keep us from having this service. But he did everything he could to keep Jesus in the grave. And he yes. couldn't do it. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Right. Oh, my. He's done everything he can to keep you from this service today. Yes, Everything the devil could do, he's done, but he couldn't do it. And the fact that you're here means you can receive something from him. Amen. Yes. Amen. And give something to him. Is, yes. is he worthy of our praise yes. today? Yes. Amen. Pray for my son and daughter as they come back from Louisiana from camp. And each one that would be traveling, I know some are missing today because they're traveling. And we're glad to have all of you visitors here with us today. Some of my family and, and different ones, the White Camp family, different ones that are here today. God bless you uh, for being here and I pray that the service will be a blessing to you. We'll have a dinner for those of you that want to stay right after the service at the Fellowship Hall. We'll be glad to feed you as well, uh, natural food as well as spiritual food today. And just one service today. Matthew 28 and 6, he is not here, for he is risen. As he has said, come see the place where the Lord lay. And in Romans 8 and 11, 
But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Yes. And then 1 Thessalonians 4.15 is the promise of a resurrection of the dead at the end time. It says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain. Oh, I hope to be alive and remain. I believe I'll be alive and remain at that day. Yes. Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I pray the Lord would add his blessing to the word. You may be seated this morning. When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead on Easter Sunday, early in the morning, almost 2,000 years ago, it was not an isolated event. Yeah. It was an event that was the culmination of everything that had been spoken of by the prophets, everything that had been spoken of that had been shadowed in the law, all of the things that had come before him, all the great men of faith that had come it spoke of that event, and it was speaking of something that would come that would be greater uh, than a law that could only tell you what you did wrong. But it actually spoke of a time that when we could be raised from our sins by the power of God, that we could be born again, that we could be new creatures in Christ Jesus. And we know that when he died, it was not an isolated event and that there was a resurrection Old Testament event or saints at that time. In Matthew 27, verse 50, it says, Jesus, when he had cried again, noticed with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. You're going to have to help me this morning. I'm just a little bit under the weather, but God knows this morning. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad to be in church this morning? Yes. He said, Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. The earth did quake and the rocks rent and the graves were open and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Remember Joseph when he was down in Egypt, they carried his bones down to Egypt or, or he died there in Egypt and they, he said, don't leave my bones here. Yeah. He said, I want them to be carried with you when you go into the land of promise. Yeah. And so 400 years later, yeah. they carried those bones back into the promised yeah. land because he was waiting, Brother Danny, for this event that would yeah. take place. And when Jesus cried with a loud yeah. voice that the dead would begin to raise from their graves yeah. and paradise would be emptied and now here would come Abraham and Sarah. Here would come Joseph, here would come Jacob, all of the patriarchs would come up at that time yeah. and they would go into, into another dimension. Now watch now what happened at that time that Jesus was, was here on the earth and he, he proved himself to be raised for 40 days. And then in Acts chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. Yeah. So there was a rapture of Christ at that time, uh, an ascension. He said, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So it speaks of that. It speaks of, of something now. He wasn't done. What he did is he went to yeah. become a mediator for you and I. 
to become the lamb. Aren't you glad you have an advocate with the Father? John said, if any man sin, he has an advocate with the Father. Yes. We're not depending on our own good works to make it in, right. but we're depending on the blood of the Lamb yes. that was shed on Calvary, and that advocate is before the Father. That advocate speaks for us, and that body was there in heaven, but his spirit came back. Remember, the blood cell was broken on Calvary, and when the blood that came out of his body was broken, when the spirit of that was released, because the reason there had to be blood is because blood showed life had been given. The life is in the blood. If you got no blood in you, you got no life in you. Yes. When the blood cell was broken on Calvary, the life come out of it, and it came back 50 days later on the day of Pentecost. Yes, yes sir. Right? They went up into the upper room after he ascended, and they waited for 10 days. And at the end of that 10 days, here come the Holy Spirit, like cloven tongues of fire down on them. And it was the literal life of Jesus Christ coming yeah. back on each and every one of the believers. That's right. And let me tell you this, and Brother Branham put it this way. He said, what a resurrection that was. But what a resurrection this is. Because now we have the literal life of Christ back on the believer again. So that you and I can live a life of resurrection. Not by our own merit. Not because of something we've done. But because of something he did. And that life comes back on us. And it, it, it ignites us to the word. Yes. It quickens us to the yes. word. It makes us alive to the word. Yes, sir. So Easter speaks of a future resurrection. And then one day, you say, well, I may go by way of the grave. My parents went by way of the grave. My loved ones went by way of the grave. Yes, they may. But one day, there will come another resurrection. And those that are asleep in Christ will raise. And when they raise, then it won't be long. We which are alive and remain. Be caught up together with them to meet them. In the air. Right. Now watch. We are already quickened as Christians today. I trust that we are Christians here today. And if you're not, you can be quickened by the new birth into the life of Christ. We're quickened. And we will not be. And I want you to catch this this morning. We will not be part of that future resurrection. Yeah. Unless we are raised with him now. And many times, 1 Thessalonians 4, I've stood at many graves and read that, Brother Joe, as a, as a memorial or as, uh, it gives hope to people because he said, comfort one another with these words. Yeah. And so I'll read that at the graveside and you believe that the person that went down is going to also come up. Right. Yes. Right? And, and it gives us hope that we know. But see, the person that went down, went down believing in their mind and their heart and their life had been quickened to the word. Yeah. Unless they were quickened to the word before they went down, they won't ever come up until the general resurrection of the dead to be judged. But I don't want to be in that resurrection. I don't want to be judged based on the deeds of my life and the works that I've done. But I want to be quickened to the word now so that I don't have to pay for the things that I did when I lived in sin and did the things that I did. I don't have to pay for that because Christ took the penalty of my, of my sin. And through his death on the cross, he, he quickens me to himself and to his own life. Right, Ephesians 2, 1, and 1 through 7 tells us about it. It says, you hath he quickened. Yes. Quickened is, is simply to be made alive. Yeah. He has made you alive. How many are alive this morning? Right. Oh, if you're alive, there's movement. Amen. If you're alive, it does something to you. It causes you to do the works of God. You hath he quickened who are dead. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Amen. 
He said, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. According, in other words, you did what everybody else does. That's the way you used to live. You say, Brother Ben, why do you live so different? It's not because there was some kind of a cult. But in times past, we, we walked according to the course of this world. But now, according, according to the course of God's word. Yeah. And so they walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all, someone say all, all. we all had our conversation. That's lifestyle. That's the way we lived. Yeah. All of us had our conversation in times past. Some of us could say amen to that this morning. All of us had had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's the merciful part this morning. Yeah. Oh, don't you feel good yeah. on Easter when you can read the scripture that says, But God, yeah. who was rich, who is rich in mercy. Yes. For his great love wherewith he hath loved us. Oh my, aren't you glad that he loves you today? Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened. Notice, hath quickened us. If you've been born again, you have been quickened. You will be raised, but you are already raised on the inside in the inner man. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And hath raised us up together. I want you to watch this this morning because he does not raise you up alone. He does not raise you up for your own purposes. He does not raise you up to be separate from the church, separate from the body of Christ. But he raised you up together. If you've been quickened, you've been raised up together to sit together. Somebody say together this morning. He's raised you up together to sit together yeah. in heavenly places in Christ yes. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Oh, you mean it's not all? Be- oh, I don't know how you feel, but if, if all that he ever showed me is what he's already showed me, yeah. that's more than I ever deserved. Right. And the moment I got saved, Brother JT, if that's all that he'd ever done for me, was save my soul from sin. That's more than I ever deserved. When I've been healed in my body, if that's all he ever did for me, was heal me in my body, that's more than I ever deserved. And what about you this morning? But he said in the ages to come, he wants to show you the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Oh, there's a great, uh, there's a great uh, knowledge he wants to give you, a great understanding of himself. He wants to fellowship with you through endless ages. How's he going to do that? By fellowshipping with you now. By the new birth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Branham tells us the new birth is Christ. It's a revelation. God has revealed to you this great mystery. That's a new birth. What what is that mystery? It's the mystery of Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery of I'm not the son uh, of John and Sharon Pruitt, even though I am in the flesh. Understand, I have a higher calling. I'm a son of God. Amen. And so now he's revealed to you this great mystery, and that's a new birth. He said, now what are you going to do when you get all that group together? Where have we been raised up? Together. Amen. What was the shout for Brother Stewart to bring us the bride together? Right? 
That's what a prophet told us. A shout would bring a bride together. What are you going to do when you get all that group together? Oh, my, I believe he can do great things this morning. I believe he can meet your needs. You say, Brother Ben, I don't understand everything you're saying. You don't have to understand. You just have to reach out by faith and say, Lord, I'm not reaching out to a preacher. I'm not reaching out to someone else. I'm reaching out to you, Lord. I'm reaching out to you. I believe by faith I can touch you today. And if I have a need, that need can be met today. Oh, my. What are you going to do when you get all that group together where the revelation is perfectly in harmony and God expressing it through his word by the same actions, the same things that he did, making the word manifest? He said, oh, if the church only knew its position, it will one day. He said, then the rapture will go when it knows what it is. He didn't say the rapture will come. (laughs) But the rapture will go. Why? Because you've already been raised. So when it's rapture time, you are the rapture. Amen. The quickening power was already in the body of Christ. So when the body was dead, but the quickening power quickened him to the word of his resurrection. And he was raised from the dead. So the quickening power is already in you. I think I put a a picture on there of an apple tree. An apple tree is is an interesting thing because everything that's going to be in the apple tree is already in it. I want you to think about this this morning. Listen, what you, 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 it's not a, our religion, if we could put it that way, our gospel is not a gospel of tomorrow, right. yeah. of putting things off. Well, one day I'll be okay. I, I just mired in sin now, but one day I'll be all right. One day, one day I'll be able to overcome. One day I'll be able to do these things. No, it's a gospel that lives today. Because even if you're just a, a sapling, if an apple tree is just a, a little cutting, that you take and you plant it in the, in the dirt. When it's at, the small, at its smallest form, yeah. it already has in it everything that it will be. Yeah. That's right. right? The instructions are hard-coded in it of what it'll be. Yes. Amen. Amen. Everything that it will be is already on the inside of the apple tree. Then what does the apple tree have to do? It's just a little bitty sprout, but every bushel of apples, every blossom, every leaf that will ever be on the tree is on it right then. What do you have to do with the tree? You've got to plant it, yeah. water it, and then let it drink. Yeah. It has to drink. Now, when the apple tree is, is small, it drinks more than its portion because it's not going to stay small. Yeah. Are you with me this morning? And that's how we receive the blessings of God. We don't, we're not intending to stay in the condition we're in now. One of these days, I won't have to worry about allergies. One of these days, I won't have to worry about a body like this. One of these days, I'm going to be everything that God meant for me to be. I didn't mean I didn't have to worry about being fat. God loves me even though I'm fat. I saw that look on Joel's face. Bless his heart. You got to sit somewhere else. But one... One of these days, I'm going to be something more or something less. I'm going to be more what God wants me to be. Are you with me this morning? One of these days, I'm I'm reaching for something else, and so we're not planning on being what we are. So we drink more than our portion. Right? Because when we drink more than our portion, it swells out and begins to push out limbs and branches. Right? And eventually fruit. We're drinking more than what we are. Oh, if you could only understand that, don't just continue to be what you are. You say, Brother Ben, I am what I am. This is the way my family is. This is the way I've always been treated. This is what I've always been. Don't stay there. 
But be what God wants you to be. Take the word of God and drink it in. And as you drink of it, as you partake of it, then ask God, Lord, help me to help me to not just read it, but to become it. And when you become it, you actually push out and you begin to manifest what was in you all the time. Hallelujah. Oh, my, Brother Branham told us that divine healing, the power of God, and all those other things is in every individual in here that's received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For you are planted in Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost baptism, yes, sir, and everything you have need of for this life's journey, even the rapture yes. is right in you then. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The rapture is in us now. He said, I'll prove it by the gospel. Yeah. Those who he called, he justified. Those who he justified, he hath glorified. Are you looking at the times and the seasons and seeing what Russia is doing and seeing the wars and seeing the inflation and seeing the things that are coming on? You say, well, it must be the end times. But look, we're not worried. He said at the end time, look up. Yeah. Lift up your head. For your redemption draweth nigh. Yes. Right. Oh, aren't you glad to be in a, in, a, in a time like that? Your redemption, the rapture is already in us. Yes. Oh, my, and we don't have to wait on anything to come. It's already in us. At the right time, we'll go home. Now, he said, I'll prove it by the gospel. Those who he called, he justified. Those who he justified, he hath glorified. He said, then in heaven today, we're glorified in the presence of God right now. He says, and I'm just pushing out to it. So like the tree, more limbs are coming out, more branches, more fruit. Don't get discouraged by where you're at today. As long as you're drinking. Now, if you're not drinking, then there's nothing that you can do. You'll shrivel up and die. But if you'll take it, the water's there. Jesus stood up on that great day of the feast, and he said, If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He said, And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, my. Aren't you glad for that water today? David tells us that the, the, that the Christian, that the believer would be planted like a tree by the rivers of water. Yes. Amen. Whose leaf never fades. Right. Hallelujah. Now, and I'll try not to hold you too long tonight, so just bear, or this morning, just bear with me. It won't be tonight when we get out, I promise. <laughs> but the key then to the rapture and resurrection is the new birth. Yeah. Right? You, you've got to have the token, if we could put it like that, or the ticket to be able to go in the airplane, to be able to go in the rapture. By the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, he's quickened us together with him. We become his body on the earth. We are quickened to the word. Yeah. Brother Brandon put it this way. He said, Jesus' body was quickened after it was dead. And in the grave, Jesus' body was quickened by the word of God and transformed yeah. from a dead, cold image. Yeah. To a resurrected, glorified Son of God. Yes. Now, what word was he, was he quickened by? By Psalm 16:10. David spoke and said, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Yeah. Right? One scripture was written about the resurrection. Right. And Jesus read that scripture. Yeah. Right? Because he was the Son of God, like us. He read the Old Testament where it said that. He read David's writing. I will not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. And the word was quickened to him. Hallelujah. By the spirit that was in him. And when his spirit went down into hell and preached to the souls in prison, which we're told by the scriptures that he did for three days, and he comes back up 
to pick up that body. He raised by believing the very word that was already written because yes. he was already quickened to it. Yes. Yes. Oh, my. He said that word is to, has to come to pass. Do you realize how powerful it would be if you and I could be quickened today to the word that he says, I am the God that healeth all thy diseases? If you can be quick into that word today, I can repeat it to you. You can hear it. But if you can have the Holy Spirit settle it down in your heart, you can say, I'm healed. Yes. No matter what the symptoms say, no matter what anybody else says, I'm healed. Right. Oh, my, no matter what temptation you might go through, if, you could, if, you could, if that word could be quickened to you, he that believeth on me shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you believe on him, that word is quickened to you and it becomes alive. Are you with me now? It could raise you up out of whatever it is in your life that keeps you back. Yeah. Do you believe that this morning? And if you believe it and it's quickened to you, then you've got to plant it in your heart and it'll raise you as it raised him. He said that word has to come to pass. It's God's word. Plant it in your heart. If you want to go in a rapture, if you want to be genuine Christians, place this word. He said, told Ezekiel, God said, take that scroll and eat it up. And he said that the prophet and the word would become the same. And every promise in there has to manifest itself because it's God's original seed. Yeah. He said, don't let you let some educated theologian out here try to pump it out of you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we can stop there a while. Don't you let him spray you with that carnal science and knowledge and education. You don't get it by education. Yes. He wasn't raised because of what school he went to. He was raised because the quickening power was in him. Oh my, and it quickened him to the word. You're not raised because you were raised in the message. It has nothing to do with it. Because you believe a certain doctrine or go to a certain church has nothing to do with it. Or how, much, how many novenas you say or how many, how many uh, rosary beads that you rub or how many tapes you listen to. It doesn't matter. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the new birth. Yeah. It only, it can only, it's, it's word. Yeah. It's true word, but it can only be quickened by the Holy Spirit. Right. Yes, sir. And if it's not quickened, you won't raise. If it is quickened, you will raise. Yeah. Are you with right. me this morning? Yes, sir. That's it. That's what we were taught. Now, and that's what we've, we have to believe if we believe the word. Now, he said, don't let somebody talk you out of that. Some theologian talk you out of that. Try to pump it out of you. Be quickened by the word. It's the Holy Ghost that does that for you. Now, he said, we haven't joined nothing or bargained for nothing. The, the Christian life is not a bargain. God, if you'll give me peace in my marriage, I'll give you so much of this. It's not what it's about. God, if you'll, if you'll give me a wife or a husband, I'll, I'll give you this. I'll pay my tithes, Lord. I'll, I'll go to church. It's not a bargain. You don't make a bargain with God. Lord, if you'll take this desire to smoke, to drink, to, to run around in adultery, commit adultery, if you'll take that away from me, then I'll, 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 I'll live for you and I'll, I'll go to church and I'll do certain things. No, you don't make a bargain with God. We don't join nothing. We don't bargain for nothing. That's not how you were born into this world. <laughs> Think about it for a minute. You didn't join nothing. You, they didn't make you sign up because, you know, maybe some of our kids wouldn't have signed up to be in our families if they'd have known. <laughs> they would, if you made them sign a letter of intent, you know, like they do in college, sign a letter of intent to be born. 
Yeah, well, uh, that, that, that's never going to happen in the Pruitt family. We just cease to be, you know. <laughs> they, never, they never bargained for nothing. Never joined nothing. It's not like, okay, I'll be born if, <laughs> if you provide me with a good home and have good clothes. No, at the time appointed, yeah. the baby gets to the right size and it's born. That's what happens when you're born into the kingdom of God. At the appointed time, whenever God has, has appointed to call you into his kingdom, because no man can come to God. God, no man looks for God. God seeks man. Yeah. Right? He's seeking you this morning. You're not, you thought it was you looking for him. He's looking for you. Yeah. And so at the right time, he comes to you. You don't get to bargain with him. Well, I'll keep so much of the world, and I'll keep this and that. You don't get to bargain with him. You come to him and say, Lord, I surrender everything that I am. I give everything that I have. I, I, I'm, I'm crucifying myself. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Therefore, I live. Not I, but Christ liveth in me. Amen. As you die with him, you'll never be raised with him. We haven't joined nothing or bargained for nothing. We just believe, Lord, unto eternal life. And you sealed us in there by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And quickened our bodies and quickened our spirits and quickened us then to see visions and prophesy, speak in tongues, see great signs and wonders take place. See, those things are the after effects. We don't, we don't, we don't say that those things are something we work up in the church. That's the after effects of it. Yeah. What we want is the quickening power. Right. right? But the after effects is speaking in tongues, visions, prophecy, all these other things. And see great signs and wonders take place. He said, why, it's the living God. We're into that body when to the world is foolishness to them that perish. But to we who believe, it's the power of God yeah. unto eternal life. We thank thee for it, Father. He's praying. He said, now let it be known this day, Lord, that you are God. That you've never changed your mind about one word that you've ever said. Do you believe that today? Yes. Amen. You've never changed one word about that, you've, that you've ever said. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the one and only way that God has provided, the only man ever God put his name in, was his own son who carried his name, Jesus, God, Jehovah, Savior, Emmanuel, the door to the sheepfold. Do you believe he is today? Yes. Amen. He that was, which is, and shall come, the root and offspring of David. Amen. The morning star, the lily of the valley, yes. wonderful counselor, Isaiah said, Prince of Peace. Yes, right. yes. The mighty Father. The mighty God, everlasting Father. Amen. And then that one, when you're baptized into his name, into his body. You're baptized. You're not baptized by water. That's a symbol of what we believe in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. But that's a symbol of something. Yes. It's a symbol of the burial, of, of being buried in a cold grave, being raised in newness of life. But one spirit you're baptized into his body. It's the new birth that quickens you to the word. Yes. Now let me just kind of dwell on this for a moment and we'll move on. Because there's somewhere I want to go this morning. And uh, probably too late already, but we'll just close when it's time to close. Now look, if you've been quickened to Hebrews 10.25, if you're writing this down, maybe write down these scriptures. I don't have time to go to all of them. But if you've been quickened to Hebrews 10.25, you go to church. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Jesus was quickened to uh, Psalms where David said, I'll not leave my, your soul in hell or suffer my Holy One to see corruption. And he raised. Right. Yeah. Huh? What, what is Hebrews 10.25? He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're not quickened. I don't care how spiritual you are. Yeah. You're just right. not quickened to the word. Yeah. I don't mean you're a bad person. Yeah. But you need to be quickened to the word. Yeah. Yeah. You need the new birth. Yeah. That's why it's so hard for you to live a Christian life. Yeah. If you don't do what the word says, you're not quickened yeah. to it. 
Say, but I gave my heart to Jesus. I've been baptized in Christian baptism. Yes, I believe that. I believe you're in a stage of justification. You might even be in a stage of sanctification trying to make your life right. But if your heart ever gets quickened by the Holy Spirit to the Word, you will do what the Word says. Right. Yes, sir. Not because somebody gets up here and yells at you to do it. Yeah. And I can sit here and tell you do what the Word says. It won't yeah. do you a bit of good. Yeah. You can listen to every tape that there is, read every Bible, go into every commentary you can find, watch every television preacher. And you, he can explain to you just, just what it is and everything about it yeah. until it's quickened to you. You'll never believe it. Right. You'll never be able to receive it. Yeah. And you'll never be able to live it. Yes, sir. But right. once it's quickened to you, you can live it. Yeah. Yeah. Not because you have to, but because you want to. Yes, sir. You don't have to tell somebody to go to church if they've been quickened to the Hebrews 10.25. Right? If you've been quickened to Exodus 15, 26, Mark 16 and 18. Oh, it's going to get good here in a minute. Yeah. James 5 and 14. You believe you're healed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sick this morning. I got things going through my body. If you've been quickened to the word, you believe I'm already healed. Amen. Then you can call for the elders of the church and anoint you with oil in, in the name of the Lord because that's what the word says to do. And we take the oil and anoint you. There's no, there's no supernatural power in the oil, but it's the quickening power inside of you. The oil of the Holy Spirit. We're just doing what the Bible says. And the quickening power comes on you and you are quickened to Exodus 15, 26. I'm the God that heals all thy diseases. Mark 16 and 18. Amen. James 5, 14. Call for the elders of the church and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. If you've been quickened to Malachi 4, you know Elijah has come. Yes. If you're quickened to Luke 17 and 30, you've seen a son of man ministry. If you've been quickened to 1 Corinthians 12, 28, in Ephesians 4.11, you'll be under a pastor and believe in the fivefold ministry. Yes. Right. Right. It's the word. Yeah. If you've been quickened to 1 Corinthians 15.51 and 1 Thessalonians 4.17, here's where I'm going today, church. If that life, if that same spirit yeah. that dwells in, dwells in him dwells in you, yeah. it will also quicken your mortal body to the scriptures yeah. that was spoken about you for the yeah. age that you live yeah. in. Yeah. Amen. It won't quicken you to build an ark because yeah. that's not the, hey man, that's the word, but it's not the word for the hour. But the quickening power will quicken you for the word to the hour. Yes. Hey man, it'll quicken you. The first Thessalonians 4, 17. Yes. We which are alive and remain. Yes. Hallelujah. It'll quicken you to 1 Corinthians 15, 51, where he says, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, yeah. in a twinkling of an eye yeah. at the last trump. You've been quickened to that, Brother JT, so it doesn't matter how much longer it is. It doesn't matter how many days you might have to worry. It doesn't matter how, to, how bad your body gets. Listen, Abraham was quickened to the word. He said, you'll have a son, Abraham. And he was quickened to that word. And for 25 years, he walked the walk of faith. And it didn't matter what happened to him during that 25 years. Yes. Yes. Oh, my, if we could ever get a revelation of that church. Well, people have done me wrong. The church has done me wrong. I just can't do it. No nonsense. Yeah. You've never met the El Shaddai. You've yeah. never met the giver of life. That can, you can yeah. nurse on his breast and he'll give you strength to be able to make it. Yes. Well, I just... Can't seem to do it. Yeah. The quickening power. Yeah. I'm preaching to you this morning. It's all quickening power, not my own. <laughs> I hope you can hear it today. Yes. <laughs> I pray that I would hear it today. In a, in a real way, in a fresh way. Why do people not believe the word? Why do they not live the word? Not because we haven't said it in the right way. Yeah. 
Not because, well, so-and-so wasn't good to them, so they, you know, they can't be saved now. Yeah. They had a bad experience at church one day, so they can't be saved. Right. They, they, they were hurt by people. I was hurt by people. Lots of people have been hurt by people. Jesus was hurt by people. Yeah. They put nails in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> 39 stripes on his back. Yeah. He was hurt by us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you see, the, the soldier that drove the nails in his hands, Brother Danny, was my representative. He represented me. And they drove his nails in his hands. And he laid there on a cross. He hung there on a cross for my sins. My representatives put him there. My rebellion, my sin. But his love, hallelujah, his love not only caused him to go to the cross, but caused him to raise up from the dead when we could not live in what the laws we read to you Wednesday night could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That's the gospel. Yes. Huh. It's not self-help. It's not struggling and, and, and oh, everything today is all about, oh, if we get you, coach you enough and get you into enough classes, give you a position in the church, nonsense. You've got to be born again. Yes. You'll find your place in the house of God if you're born again. But the Brown said the word, if you're predestined, you see it. There's no way to hide it from you. You look there and say, why is it just so plain before my face? I look at it, there it is, I'm looking right at it, I see it, here it is, the word, every word, this word by word living out. He said, then there's a taste of eternal life that you want. You've got to hold. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's a taste of eternal life that you want. You went to church and said, man, there's something about it. I don't understand it, but there's something about it. You read your Bible and there's something about that. There's something that's real. Everything around me is fake. Everything in this world today is fake. Fake friends, fake media, fake news, fake politics. Everything's fake. But I see something real in the hearts of the people. I see something real in their lives. I see something real in the Holy Ghost. I see something real in the move of the Spirit. I see something real in my Bible. I see something real in the message of the hour. And you see that, and you begin to say, Lord, I, I got a taste for it. You yeah. begin to want it. Yeah. He said, then there's a taste of eternal life that you want. It's God's filter. And when you breathe through that, nothing can get through that but the Holy Ghost. Right. He said, now you got the evidence of the Holy Ghost. See a holy man or a woman's taste. He said, they want to live. They got eternal life. And because this word is quickened to them, they live. A thinking man's filter and a holy man's taste. Right. Listen, Jesus said, because I live, you will live also. We know that each age, as we're going down now, we're, we're, we're 2,000 years later, many things have happened since the resurrection of Christ, that every age was quickened to the portion of the word for their day. But they could not be quickened to the fullness of it because the fullness of the word had not yet come. But we live in the day when the fullness of the word is here. God's only provided plan for his age. His son's in the word age, quickened by the spirit. He said like a spark. I know I'm moving fast, but I'm trying to get you somewhere this morning, get you out of here on time. He said like a spark that's lit off something to make it alive. And seated now in heavenly places, in present tense, already alive, and subject to every promise. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm subject to the promise of the word. I don't worry about it if I'm subject to the promise. See, I, I'm subject to, I'm a subject of this nation. I pay taxes. 
It could be a good or bad thing depending on who you are and how much you make. Some of y'all just paid taxes, didn't you? I can see by the look on your face. My money goes out Monday. <laughs> when you pay taxes, what does that make you subject to the nation? Right? But think about it. You get on the roads, you drive down the roads, you don't think about it. If there's a pothole there, you're like, man, they, I wish you'd use my taxes better. But most of the time, you expect it to be there. You get aggravated if it's not. You walk in your house, and you don't sit there, oh, I wonder if it'll turn on today. Right, walk over to the, to the light switch, oh, I wonder, oh, is it going to happen? And you flip this, oh, praise God, it happened. <laughs> but then you walk in, you turn, every time I walk into church, I come in, if I'm the first one here, and I usually am, I'll turn the lights on. And I don't ever think about it. I just expect it to work. Right? I'm subject to a, hey man, I'm subject to a country that has electricity. When I was in Africa, I remember being in Togo and every day the lights would go out. Because the warlord who leads that country, the dictator, was actually shutting off the electricity in his country and giving it to another country that didn't have it. Selling it for money, putting it in his own pocket. So every day you had to not be, make sure not to be in an elevator. I got to where I wouldn't take elevators. Because I was afraid you'd be in the elevator when the lights went out. Every day the lights go out because they're subject to that dictator. But we live in a country where we expect the lights to work. Yeah. Right? We live in a country where we expect there'd be a revolution if we didn't have electricity. You know, we, we care about those things. But what about the word of God? Yeah. Amen. When he says, I'm the God that heals all your diseases and you get sick, do you expect it to work? When he says, I'll lead you and guide you through life, and you have a difficult decision to make, do you expect him to do it? He'll do it if you ask him. It may not be in some great, great thing where you're struck down off of your horse like Paul on the road to Damascus, but maybe a still small voice that speaks to your heart and says, here's what to do. You belong in the house of God. You belong with the saints of God. Huh. What does that do? He said, you're alive and subject to every promise in the word. What does that do? You being a part of God, seeing a part of the word, other men a part of God's word, seated together. Seated together. Manifest the entire body of Christ because there's no leaven among you. No leaven among you, just the word only. He said, seated in heavenly places in the door. In other words, no additives to what you are, just the word. Yeah. In the door where he put his name, Christ Jesus, no leaven among you. It brings the entire fullness of the Godhead bodily among you. He said it couldn't do it in Luther's age, couldn't do it in Wesley's age, couldn't do it in the Pentecostal age. But in the day when the Son of Man will be manifested, revealed. What is that? Luke 17, 30. Yeah. He said brought back the church together with the entire deity of God amongst his people. You can't tell me there's anything that God can't do today. There's nothing that God can't do. He said, but my case, my situation, my kids, my, my family, look where they're at. There is nothing, Brother Danny, that God can't do today. Why? We're living in the word age. Yes. We're living in the fullness of the word when he's done what he promised to do. Yes. Amen. Hey, man, we're not looking for it to come. We're living in that time. Amen. He's brought them back to church together with the entire deity of God amongst his people, showing the same visible signs, manifesting himself like he did at the beginning when he was manifested on earth in the form of a prophet God that was Jesus Christ. He said, oh, glory, promised by Malachi 4, promised by the rest of the scriptures. Where do you worship at? The house of God seated in present tense. Yes. Christ has been resurrected, and I have been resurrected with him. And listen, there will come a day when the dead will be raised. Yeah. Now remember, can, can I keep you a few more minutes? Yes. You know, I always feel bad for the people that don't want to stay a few more minutes. But 
When a preacher asks you that, it doesn't mean anything, right? But we'll let you go in a minute. Oh, watch. I know you want to eat. I want to eat too. Now look, somebody, I'm not even tell about that, Brother Stuart. If I tell about that, they'll get them. They'll get to them. I got a secret food, secret food over there. Praise God. No one but those who are in the, in the mystery, under, hidden in the mystery, know it. <laughs> now, <laughs> I at least get a tithing off of it, me and Brother Stuart. Now, <laughs> everybody's thinking, what in the world? Now, the, the Brother Branham says that there was, remember there was a shout, voice, and trumpet. Remember the scripture we read to you? I got to get back on track. If you've noticed, the thing that distracts me the most is food. <laughs> My wife's learned that. If I'm upset or, you know, in a, kind of a bad mood, she's learned to distract me with food. That's why I'm the way I am. <laughs> so there was a shout, voice, and a trumpet. That's the way Paul said that was the order of the rapture, the shout and voice of the trumpet. We talked about the shout. The shout was a message to gather the people together. We're gathered together now, seated now in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But the Bible said the second is the voice of the resurrection. The same voice, a loud voice in St. John 11, 38 through 44, that called Lazarus from the grave. Let's go to, to John, and let's look at John, and we'll go back up to verse 20, John 11 and 20, and look at that scripture before we close. It says, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Now remember, this is at the tomb of Lazarus. And Brother Branham said this would be the same voice. It would be the voice that Jesus, he spoke with a loud voice. He said, Lazarus, come forth. It would be the same voice that would be at, at the rapture. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. What faith that is. But I know that even now, Whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. Yes. She hadn't given up and he'd been dead for four days. She didn't give up when he got sick. She didn't give up when Jesus didn't come. Are you hearing me now? Yeah. She didn't get up when she was waiting, give up when she was waiting. She didn't give up when all oh, Jesus was coming. She didn't give up when he got there. She said, I, I believe that if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. But I know that even now, whatever you ask God... Oh, hallelujah. Yes. God will give it to thee. Yes. Notice whatever you ask God, God will give it to thee. What was it? She said the right thing. Now, I want to show you a woman in our, our day and hour that did the same thing. There's a woman by the name of Hattie Wright. And Hattie Wright was a real person, not just a story that we tell. And there's some pictures, I think, on the next slide uh, that here... Uh, she had two boys that didn't serve the Lord, and those are the two boys, and that's a picture of them being baptized. And many of you know the story, but Hattie Wright is there, and, and Brother Branham is telling the story about how God moved in a supernatural way and spoke, and he was able to speak, and things would come to pass, and, and things would happen. And it seems almost incredible to, to the human mind to be able to even, even hear it. And then when he, when he says it, and he's telling the story to her. Here was a little widow woman out in, the, out in the sticks. Didn't have no money. Didn't have nothing. She says this. She said, it's nothing but the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And when she does, what happens is she does the same thing. She enters into the same place that Martha was in. Now, Jesus wasn't there in a literal body, but he was there in the form of Brother Branham. Now, let me shock you today. Jesus is still here. Yeah. All right. 
Brother Branham was a part of the bride, and he was the messenger to the age. But he when when he left, God didn't leave. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. So Jesus is listening today. When you come to the tomb, amen. When you come to the hardest part of your life, when yeah. you come to the moment when there's no hope, when you get to the place where there's no, there's no future for you, yeah. right? you hear the word of God maybe in a sermon like this and you just say, it's nothing but the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he said, whatever you ask for, God will give it to you. That's right. She had a crippled sister. She had other things. She could have asked for money, but she needed desperately. But she said, I want the salvation of my two children. Yes. My two boys. And Brother Branham said this. He talked about how even the angels are filthy in the sight of God. How could we as human beings ever come to God and speak and ask something and get it? But Jesus said, if you ask in my name, I'll give it to you. That's what he said. I didn't say that. He said that. And he said a woman that said the right thing caused the heart of Jehovah to say, ask her what she wants. Yeah. And then give it to her. He said it's incredible, yeah. but true. Yeah. Oh, my. He said, you know why the plutocrats didn't get it? Or the big folks like that? It's because God knew they'd ask things that was no good for them. Watch. Yeah. Mary said, Lord, whatever you ask. Martha rather said, Lord, whatever you ask, it'll be done. Yeah. But she waited. Right? And when the time was right, he spoke, and the Lazarus was raised. Now watch, we think of spoken word as, well, one day we're going to be able to just speak and have such faith that food will be spoken onto our table. Now that would be miraculous. But I can also go and shoot a deer. Well, some of y'all can't. I'd have to buy a gun. Some of y'all take a bow and shoot a deer and go out and put food on the table. But there's nothing I can do about my new body. Think about it. Yeah. That's what I need. My children come back from youth camp today. These children sitting up here, young people, I think about them and and sitting all through the audience. We've got a lot of little kids, little bitty kids. I get to thinking about them. I think I can't even save them. I can't make them Christians. I can't make my own children Christians. I can't do that. I can provide for them. I can put food on the table. I can teach them. I can set them in the right way, which we're commanded to do. Our kids don't get choices about whether or not they want to go to church. We're commanded by the scripture to train up your child in the way it should go. I mean, set it in the right path. But I can do that. I can't save them. But he can. So I feel like Martha or maybe Hattie Wright. I can't do nothing about my boys. They reach an age where they can do what they want. Oh, but she said, I want the salvation of my two children. Yes. I feel like, Martha, I can't do nothing about Lazarus being in a tomb. Right. But you can, Lord. Yes. And she said that before that he had ever raised from the dead. Yes. How much more would he do it today? Yeah. Right. Oh, my. I yes. can't do anything about it. But you can, Lord. I can't put myself in a rapture. He can. Yes. But how's he going to do it? How did he do it through Hattie Wright? He said, speak whatever you want. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They even asked Brother Branham in the questions and answers. I don't have time to read it to you, but they asked him if he could speak and the body change would take place. And he answered that he had the authority, but it was sovereignly given. Who did he give it to? Yes. Oh, church. 
John 11, 23, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. Brother Matthew McGarry touched on this last week and when he was preaching, he didn't know what I was going to be preaching on today. But he touched on this. He said unto her, I am the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Amen. Jesus' presence is the rapture being present. Yes. Oh, I hope you understand what's happened in this day. When the word came down, when the, when the word became present among us, it was more than a man. It was like John pointing to a man. I must decrease, but he must increase. Here comes the man. Behold yes. the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Yes. And so I've got to look at him and realize he is the resurrection. Yeah. Are you sorrowful today? Maybe you've lost loved ones. And I know several of you have lost loved ones recently. You, you put them in the grave too young. But Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. He said, believest thou this? She saith unto him, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. When she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly. Now notice what she did, saying, The Master has come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came unto him. Notice, Mary, without Martha, could not be made perfect. If we could say it that way, could not come to Jesus because she hadn't heard that he was there. She hadn't heard, oh my. You're going to have to read between the lines this morning. I've got to move on. Now, Jesus was not yet coming to the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. Remember when Isaac came for Rebekah, or when Rebekah came to Isaac and followed the messenger's message, she met him in the field. Remember, he left the tent, and Rebekah went to meet him. Brother Brandon said, remember, Jesus will leave the kingdom, will not meet him in glory, we were to meet him in the air. He said, we're to meet him in the air between heavens and earth, where it's expanded to redeem us. And he met Rebecca in the middle between her home and his home, took her into his home and married her and fell heir to everything his father had. Yeah. Amen. John eleven thirty eight. 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave. Remember, we preached a couple weeks ago. He was a man in his human flesh. Yeah. He was human. Right. He felt the pain and, and the loss that they felt. Right. Right. Lazarus was his friend. And so he come groaning in himself. He comes to the grave. It was a cave. And a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take you away the stone, Martha. And, and Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. Yes. Yes. This is an incredible thing you've asked us to do. Yes. By this time he stinketh. He'd been dead four days. I mean, you, you don't even want to go around roadkill's been dead four days. And the bigger the body is, the more it stinks. That's just the truth. And this... In this human, in this flesh, there's got to be something more, church. If all there is is this flesh, we're, as Paul said, of all men most miserable. Because I'll be honest with you, if there is no resurrection of the dead, if there is no afterlife, if there's no heaven, I wish I didn't know. Didn't know what? Anything. Wish it was an animal. Right? Because knowing is just torture if all there is is living and dying. (laughs) But in knowing... Why did God give us the gift to be able to reason to know? Because there's something more. Yes. Right. There's got to be something more. <laughs> and, and so she said, by this time he stinks. By this time, it, that's the way of all bodies, they decay. But Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Right. Hallelujah. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. 
And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when thus he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Amen. And listen, now the, what did that? Jesus in God in human form spoke and the dead raised. Amen. It happened again at his resurrection when he cried with a loud voice, here come the dead out of the graves. Amen. And at the end time, in whatever form he's in, listen to me. When the time of the resurrection comes, that's the form he speaks in. Think deeply about that. What form is he going to be in? I'll tell you what form he's in today. Rather than answer that question, maybe that's a little bit too deep for us this morning. But let's answer this question. What form is he in today? This. That's right. Not, not just here, but all of us. Yeah. Right? He's in his body, the church, the bride. Right? right? And he that was dead came forth. Bound hand and foot with grave clothes. His face was bound with a napkin. Boy, he was a <laughs> strange creature come out of there. Can you imagine? You know, he hopped out. Yep. Couldn't walk. Uh, right? His hand and feet are bound. He comes hopping out of the grave. <laughs> what did he raise me for? Said, well, I'm going to show something with you. You know, Lazarus, poor Lazarus, he had to die again. Yep. We're going to be raised one day and not have to die again. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Listen, in the voice of the resurrection is the same voice, the voice of Christ. And Brother Branham tells us, he said, your voice is when you speak through us. Yes. Oh, my. But you say, well, why can't I just say it today? Listen, it's like Hattie Wright. You can't say it until the inspiration strikes. Right. That's what Brother Branham tried to tell them. They said, couldn't you do it, Brother Branham? He said, if, if it was right. He said, if Abraham Lincoln was dead in the grave, if the time was right, inspiration struck, I could do it. But I can only do what I'm anointed to do. Oh, I hope you hear me today. Your voice is when you speak through us, speaking to, to Christ, praying. He said, if you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you said will come to pass, you can have what you said. When you pray, believe what you receive, what you ask for, it shall be given unto you. Oh, God, such promises, if you abide in me, and my word abide in you, ask what you will. It was Hattie Wright's voice that brought her two sons. Yes. Not Brother Branham's. It was Hattie Wright's because it was her two sons. Yes. I hope you're hearing me today. What do you have need of this morning? Yes. Yes. Amen. The voice of the resurrection speaks from your lips. Right. Oh, I think if we understood that this morning, we could, we could go out of here happy people. Yeah. Right. What do you have need of? One day when you need a new body, when the time is right, there will come a new body. The voice of the resurrection, when your loved ones need to be raised. Oh, my. Well, you say, well, I couldn't do that. If you doubt it because it's you, if I told you Brother Branham would do it, you'd believe it. Huh? If I told you that Jesus in his flesh would do it, you'd believe it. If you doubt it because it's you. But how will he speak? Who will he speak through? Lips of the living bride. Hallelujah. Amen. He used the lips of William Branham. How was the shout brought? Through the lips of a man. How does he speak? What is the voice of the resurrection? The Branham taught us that the church once spoke for God. You, uh, musicians, go ahead and come. I'm never going to quit if you don't. The church once spoke for God. Dark Ages, Wesley and Luther. And Brother Branham said the people who took his revelation from God become the living epistles read and known of all men for their generation. When the Methodists failed, he talked about the Lutherans and the Methodists. Said when they failed, God raised up others. So it has gone on through the years until in this last day, there is again another people in the land who under their messenger will be the final voice. 
to the final age. He says the members of the virgin bride will love him. They will have his potentials. What are his potentials? Yeah. He lives. Yes. What are my potentials, Brother Joe? I'm going to live. Yes. Because he lives, I live also. He was raised from the dead. Amen. Aren't you glad that he was? Right. Amen. All power belongs to him. They have his potentials. He is their head. All power belongs to him. They are subject to him as the members of our bodies are subject to our heads. Yeah. Amen. He goes on to talk about the harmony between the father and the son. He said nothing can harm her, not even death. For if the seed be planted, the water will raise it up again. Do you believe it today, church? Can, can you see it? Is it more than just words? I know I've moved fast through this, but is there something on the inside of you that speaks and said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I believe there's something inside of me. I believe that the, I have the mind of Christ. I believe. He, I know. I've been quickened to the word. Yes. Amen. The bride has the mind of Christ, for she knows what he wants done with the word. She performs the command of the word in his name, for she has thus saith the Lord. And the word is quickened by the Spirit, and it comes to pass like a seed that is planted and watered. It comes to full harvest, serving its purpose. Those in the bride do only his will. No one can make them do otherwise. Yes. Right. Oh, church, we can only realize that. You quit blaming others. Yes. It's everybody else's fault. It's my wife's fault. It's my husband's fault. No, it's, it's God and you. Amen. <laughs> Those in the bride do only his will. What is his will? He said, I don't know what his will is. It's right here. They have thus saith the Lord, or they keep still. They know that it has to be God in them doing the works, fulfilling his own word. He did not complete all his work while in his earthly ministry, so now he works in and through the bride. She knows that, for it's not yet time for him to do certain things. Listen. It was not time for him to do certain things that he must now do. What's left? Yeah. We're not talking about just being a church on the earth, because that's been here before. But there's something left to do that he must now do that he couldn't do in the flesh. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. But there's coming a general resurrection. And he's going to do something through you. Somehow you're going to have a part in that. I can't explain all of that. Yes. But somehow you becoming the word in your hour is a part of that general resurrection. You being the voice of God in the last days. He said he will now fulfill through the bride that work which he left for this specific yes. time. Listen to me as they play something softly. Whatever's left, it's your job to do it. Remember I told you last week, I believe it was, or the week before, that Brother Brandon's part was identified in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 because it says that, it says that uh, we which are alive and remain will not hinder those which are asleep. Right, Brother Brandon went by way of the grave. He was the messenger, brought the shout to us. And... It was, he went by way of the grave. But somebody's got to fulfill 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. We which are alive and remain. Yes. Now Paul says we because he believed it would be him. I believe it'll be me. Yeah. It may not be. Maybe my children, my grandchildren. Maybe someone else. But I believe it'll be me. But whatever is left, it's our job to do it. Brother Branham said the only time I can preach is when I'm mortal. He said, as I am now. I can only preach as long as I'm mortal. I, whatever's left, whatever's job is for me to do, whatever I can be quickened to the word is mine to do. And only the Holy Ghost can quicken my life to the word. See, but Brother Ben, I don't understand that. You go to Acts 2.38, and Peter brought the prescription for that. This is how the, the, the Spirit quickens your life. 
Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Listen, I got, we got water today. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ following the command of Scripture, we can put water in there. We can eat and the water will fill up and afterwards we can baptize you at some point this afternoon when the water fills up. We'll be glad to do it if you've never been baptized. Maybe you have been baptized, but you've never received the Holy Ghost. But he said you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is the problem? What's keeping you from receiving the Holy Ghost? It's, it's got to be that you haven't surrendered yourself to God. You've just never given yourself over to God. And that's evidence in your life when you, when you stubbornly do things you know is wrong. And I'm talking to you sincerely today. This is Easter time. It's a happy time. It's a resurrection time. But you've got to be quickened with him now or you can't be quickened with him over there. You'll never be raised with him if you haven't been quickened with him now. You can't speak the word. You can't be the voice of the resurrection unless you have been raised from your tomb unbelief. Peter said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Would you bow your heads with me? Maybe there's someone here. As I feel the presence of the Lord here this morning, maybe there's someone here that you've never really been quickened by the Word. And I'm not talking about just maybe raise your hands and, and accepted Christ. Or maybe you've been baptized. But you've never been quickened by the Word. And every eye is closed. Every head is bowed. No one looking around. You've never been quickened. And you know that. And part of surrendering is knowing that and coming to it. You're not going to be able to talk your way into being a better person. You're not going to be able to educate yourself. And you're not going to be able, blaming others is a poor strategy because pretty soon other people get tired of it. You've never raised from your dead trespasses and sins. Would you raise your hand today? Would you raise your hand and just say, Brother Ben, would you pray for me? This Easter would be the time. God bless that hand. This Easter would be the time that I could be raised. I've heard the truth. I know what's right. But God sees your hand. God bless you. Is there another that would say, Brother Ben, I've struggled with these things. I've struggled. I know what the Word says, but I have a hard time doing it. You just want to raise your hand and say, Lord, help me today. I want to be raised in the newness of life. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for those who raise their hands. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, if it was just one, Lord, you, you left the 90 and 9 to come to one. Lord, but there's more than one here today. They need to be raised. They want to be raised. Lord, there's something in, in their hearts. Maybe even one here that didn't raise their hand. But Lord, there's something working. Lord, inside of their life, they know they're not right. They know they're not. And me telling it to them won't do any good. But maybe by the anointing of your spirit, you could move in their life and help them, Lord. Or somehow you just come down and you tell them all about what it is to be a Christian. I pray you grant it, Lord. Lord, I pray you'd baptize them with the Holy Ghost today. If they've not been baptized in water, may they be quick to go to the water and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, and, and if they've never received the Holy Ghost, may they receive it today. Lord, may you, may you quicken them to the Word until they look at the scripture and they see everything that you say to do and they just do it. There, there'd be a desire in their heart to go to church, to, to be with God's people, to love you with all of their heart. I pray that you do it today for them. We know many times, Lord, it's not some great thing, but even the act of raising a hand, Lord, is an act of surrender. You 
defy gravity by doing that. And it causes a person to be surrendered to you. I pray you do it today. Lord, I pray for those of us who have the Holy Ghost today. Who have been quickened by your spirit. I pray you'd refill us today. I pray there'd be an infilling of the Holy Ghost in this place. Lord, though it may not be, Lord, as usual when everybody's here and it's the same crowd. But Lord, may it be the day when we're gathered together. Lord, you knew who would be here and who wouldn't be. We pray, God, that those who are gathered together, those that are watching on the stream this morning, Lord, would just receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lord, that you begin to fall down on them. Lord, like you did those in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, that their lives would be transformed to your word. If we've gotten cold, Lord, if we have a lack of diligence in our life towards the word, would you come and change us, oh God? May we be raised, Lord. May we be raised today so that we can be raised on that day, so that we can be the voice of the resurrection. May we be the voice of the resurrection in our families, the voice of the resurrection to our wives, our children, husbands, those, Lord, that you put in our, our care. May we be the voice of the resurrection, Lord. May we speak truthful things, godly things, loving things. I pray you grant it today. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Lord. We commit, Lord, these hands that went up. Lord, these people today, the hearts and souls and minds of these people, we commit them to you today as trophies of your grace. We thank you for this service. We believe that you've moved. May we worship you now with all of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Amen. If you want to come and pray, the altar's open. I'd be glad to pray with you. If you want to come stand and pray, I'll just stay here for just a moment. And then we'll we'll pray and we'll go home. But just worship him while we wait. Amen. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that this morning? There is power in the name of Jesus. Do you believe what you're singing this morning? Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Oh, break every chain. Why don't you worship Him today just for a moment before we go? Oh, there's an army rising up. Oh, my, who is that army? It's you today. There's an army rising up. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there's an army rising up. Amen. Oh, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Oh, it'll break every chain. You believe it today? Every chain, break every chain. Oh, there is a bride, oh, rising up. Hallelujah. Oh, there's a bride. Thank you, Lord. She's rising up. Won't you worship and be worthy of our praise today? There's a bride, rising up. And she'll break every chain. She'll break every chain. Thank you, Lord. She chain, break every chain. Oh, she'll break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Oh, there is power in the blood of Jesus. Amen. You believe that today? Your sins have been washed in His blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, there is 
power in the blood of Jesus. The altar's open. Anyone else wants to come? Every chain break, every chain break, every chain. Amen. Oh, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. See, there's power in the name. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, do you believe it today? Oh, there is power. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, to break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. There's more here that needs to come this morning. You need to be here. There's more here that needs to come and pray. I can't help it but feel it in my heart. There's some chains that need to be broken this morning. There is power, oh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, there is power. Oh, he's working right now. Won't you, won't you give in to it today? Won't you give in to it? Won't you come? There is power in the name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, to break every chain. Break every chain. Thank you, Lord. Break
in the life. Yes. Doesn't matter how dark the situation is, no matter what. Amen. He's the life giver. Amen. Yes. He's the he's the life giver, the joy giver. He can change the situation. Amen. Amen. He can quicken that which is dead and bring life. Amen. He can he can break the change this morning. Amen. See. My chains are gone. I've been sitting. Oh, my God. 
chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me. Let's give our Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. When he comes down, it makes a difference. Yes. Amen. You can't work that up. Yes. When God comes down, his sovereignty moves. Amen. He begins to call upon hearts. That's God. Yes. Amen. We just appreciate him for it this morning. Amen. God is good. Yes. Amen. Let's just sing that song, My God is Real. He's real in my soul. Is that how you feel this morning? Amen. He's alive and well. Amen. Oh, my God is real. He's real in my soul. My God is real, for he has washed and made me whole. And his love for me is just like your my God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. And my God is real, He's real in my soul. My God is real, for He has won and made me whole. And His love for me is just like your own. God is real, for I can feel it in my soul and again. Oh, my God is real. He's real in my soul. My God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. And His love for me is just like you know. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. Let's sing that ain't God good. He gives us so many blessings. Amen. We're undeserving of this morning, but He comes by anyways. Amen. Yes. Ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving. That's what we are. Love and praise Him a little more today, 
Such a special time, a special day. Amen. Just pray that God would be with everyone. And amen. Just bless our time of fellowship this evening. Amen. We'll just sing this and you can count yourselves dismissed. There's going to be a meeting in the air. Yes. Amen. Aren't you longing for that time? Yes. Amen. On that resurrection morning, there's going to come a resurrection. Before there's a rapture, there's got to be another resurrection. Yes. The ones that's went on. By the way of the grave, we'll see him again. Yes. Amen. I'm longing for that morning. Amen. Yes. Man. And then we'll go to meet him in the air. Amen. Amen. We'll sing this. You can just count yourself dismissed. God bless you. Well, there is going to be a meeting in the air. Isn't that sweet? Sweet, sweet, by and by. 